Right, good evening and welcome to episode 11 of Solid 60 with Patrick Hamilton. Uh, might not be the evening there, wherever you are and whatever time it is, I hope you're doing well. I'm not doing too bad. I didn't do any of my physical goals, but I had a pretty good week. I did finish the article. I did go to a E3 stream by Bethesda today in Fox Studios, which is... Uh, I guess, again, I'm not sure if Centennial Park is a suburb or a just a giant park, but basically it's right next door to that, just off Anzac Parade, and uh, it's got lots of cool shops, like a, a shop entirely devoted to giant beanbags, to 10-pin bowling, and of course the Hoyt Cinemas, where they show the streaming. I got to have a chat with Noel, who is the um, head of something at Bethesda, he's always very friendly, threw out a lot of prizes. I took one home myself, which was a vault suit colored onesie which I'm wearing right now and um, it's quite comfortable I don't even need the heater on anymore and my cats seem to agree I just managed to get them off me to do this podcast so basically yep I was quite happy with the event Um, I suppose I'll just stick on that now that I've started talking about it it started about 10 in the morning Um, I got there somewhat on time I set a goal of nine which meant that I actually got there about 10 so that's the way to do it the only way to get anywhere on time with me is to plan to do it really early. I had a guy waiting for me, unfortunately, who I'd promised the night before I'd be waiting for him. And yeah, Patrick Mendoza decided he wanted to check it out. He seemed to have some friends there. He enjoyed the day. What I got out of it basically was he helped me put the suit on. Did a pretty good job. Only took about five minutes, so I was impressed. I was all quite happy with my power armor and so was everyone else. That was pretty much the only way I managed to get the tickets. Because, well, Patrick emailed the PR chick. I can't remember her name. She seemed really nice. If that was who she was, there was a girl running around at the event. It was quite friendly. But, yeah, he didn't hear back. So I just said, look, I need a plus one to help me put the suit on. Noel added the other pat at the last minute. And uh, off we went. I thought there would be all sorts of rooms and things going on. It was pretty much just me sitting there in the cinema, ideally. But, no, I couldn't sit down because I was in the power armor. So I managed to climb the stairs safely. Uh, to the back of the cinema and uh, enjoy the show which went for just over an hour had lots of exciting stuff coming up in the next year or so obviously Fallout 76 was the big one everyone was waiting to hear about Uh, people seem more excited about Doom Eternal which is I guess a Doom 5 or 6 and uh, of course the big announcement was right at the end it was just a title screen but I guess everyone's just happy to know it's coming was uh, Elder Scrolls 6 or you know, I never really played any of them but people are quite happy about it and that's good for them it's basically the next Skyrim but Skyrim not is Skyrim is set in particular part of that world as that's how much I remember from the five minutes I played it whereas Elder Scrolls Morrowind is like the entire realm so it'll branch out a little bit more and I think it was hinted at by the like the video leading up to the title sequence it, just was like a helicopter view, not bird's eye view, but more of a 3D map roll through, like you're flying across this landscape, and it's just beautiful and expansive, and they're all about size, which is a nice segue to Fallout 76, because it's four times larger than the map in Fallout 4. The only wrinkle uh, that we discovered today was that it will be online only. All the characters will be other people. So I'm not very excited about that. I'm all about the single-player game, which apparently you can play as just yourself. Um, Unlock off, you know, 
I, I, it's really confusing. Like we've got a lot of questions. They weren't all answered, to be honest. But I'm sure they'll be drip fed out um, until November, which is when the game releases. So I went online to try and get in the beta. They're already running one pretty soon. But of course, you had to be American to, as far as I could tell, pre-order a game, which would then allow you to use a pre-order code to get onto the um, beta testing. It's got a really cute name, like test it till you break it or something like that. Because they've never done uh, an online game before, at least not with the style that they're doing this. Um, it remembers your loot. Like, so you're not, that's not a hardcore MMO. If you die, you don't lose everything. You basically keep your progress and I guess just restart somewhere else. And you can run around with your friends and do co-op, which to me, that's exciting. I love the idea of, say meeting up with the mate online and um, taking down some super mutants or whatever, coordinating an attack on a raider camp or something like that. Sounds amazing. Um, I just worried that, yeah, to do any real big missions like other games people have talked about, like there was a similar game called Superhero World or something, City of the Superheroes, where you needed to do it with friends to basically get any of the missions done. So we'll see how that goes. I'm sure they'll fine-tune it let the other players uh, work out the bugs and the kinks with the beta testing that's fine I'll just wait until November I still haven't finished my second playthrough of Fallout 4 where I I'm really gonna gun for the basic it's supposed to be the good ending from what I can tell because it doesn't end up with you killing nearly everyone uh, you do of course have to take out the Institute Bunker City which was the reason why I went with them for my first playthrough it was just so clean and beautiful I couldn't bring myself to to destroy it. I mean, they had clean working toilets, for Christ's sake. This beautiful waterfall type thing. I'm like, no, nah, they're evil, but I'm the boss, so I can fix it. And I did go with the, you know, the nice, new, fluffy kind of uh, Institute radio announcement. I can see messages popping up there. Karen's a bit pissed off because I'm not responding, but come on. Got to do the podcast. It is Monday night. She should know. She's always mad at me for forgetting what day she works, but hey, this is my Monday night thing now. It's basically a diary no one will ever hear. Um, who knows? I might be lying around in a nursing home one day and shaking my head at my tomfoolery right now. Uh, so let's move on to the article. I mean, it'll be mostly the same as what I was reading last week, but uh, obviously I summed up things a little bit more the website. And um, I think there's a whole new section about Rose character from Star Wars, uh, Beyond the Con 9. I did want to keep the, I'm, I'm say, two podcasts ahead. Like, I'm basically <laughs> so much for doing one every week of each. It's just too much. There's not enough uh, news out there to put into this format, and, and there's time pressures and other things going on means it's just too hard to do it weekly at the moment. I'll get there, but I've just got to work on discipline and work on a better way to scoop through what is on the internet and find things of interest and looking at the font now like I brought up the main web page for the article and it's just if I go to say forbes.com they've got an article about solo and the font is huge it's like a 16 it's like bigger than what I would use as a heading like the headline font for beyond con problem with that I can, I can bold it i can italicize i can you know use italics but i can't really change the size of a font so unless i learn html or something i'm gonna have to work on that i did bring it up in the group chat but of course it's a echo chamber 
at the moment so I don't know what to do I'm gonna have to eventually come across someone that knows what they're doing with uh, online tools and um, bring them in even if I have to pay for it to a degree again I'm looking at Hollywood Reporter massive font there's no problems with reading that it's quite easy uh, what's another website reporter obviously a lot of their stuff ends up on FARC I'll go back to one here from scroll all the way up about Anthony Bourdain who I didn't talk about last week but he did pass away well, I hope I didn't I can't remember I know it had happened just then but I, I couldn't find a way to tie in a celebrity chef to a pop culture article but now I can he uh, came out with a comic in 2012 he's a huge comic book fan so you know there's the link so I'll definitely add him to next week's article um, fortnightly really is I think going to be the way to go so I have to give up on you know um, having the same number of podcasts or whatever that's just a little ambitious for the moment but yeah this is the Huffington Post and again a reasonably large and easy to read font and then I jump to beyond the con it's tiny it's it's like you need and no one's mentioned this no one's brought this up until I noticed it the other day but yeah especially next to photos and you're jumping around through different websites and then you jump to this one and it's just you need you know a microscope to read the bloody thing so magnifying glass that's the word I was looking for so that's frustrating you're gonna have to find a way around that it's obviously going to make the, the articles longer than they already are in terms of how much you have to scroll but I really think we need to bump up that size and work on that but I'll get into it for now heroes Benedict Cumberbatch obviously we talked about him he did something very heroic when the actor leaped out of the Uber and fought off four men who had spotted robbing a cyclist. The poor young man had just had a bottle smashed over his head when Benedict swooped in and pushed the men off him, telling them to leave the guy alone. So the young man had just had a bottle smashed over his head when Benedict swooped in, pushed the men off him, telling them to leave the guy alone. They teamed up to take on the attackers with the Uber driver also joining in. Finally, the thugs were overwhelmed and took off, fleeing down the block towards, of all places, the real-life Baker Street in London. Diaz, his driver, said, I had hold of one lad, and Benedict another. He seemed to know exactly what he was doing. He was very brave. He did most of it, to be honest. They tried to hit him, but he defended himself and pushed them away. He wasn't injured. Then I think they also recognized it was Benedict and ran away. You seriously can't make this stuff up. Mr. Benedict was quoted by the son as saying, I did it out of, well, I had to, you know, of course. Uh, like, that's what every celebrity would do, right? Uh, you've got the um, Deliveroo tweet there thanking him for his brave actions. Deliveroo writers are heroes. Their safety is our priority and any violence against them is unacceptable. So on behalf of everyone at Deliveroo, thank you. His wife, Sophie Hunt, had been sitting in the Uber the entire time. One can only wonder what was going through her head. Much like a similar incident last year with Tom Hardy, it shows that some actors can do more than just talk the talk. Yeah, so I, I had to go through and look for photos, and I found one of him in nothing but a white uh, wife beater, uh, covered in blood. And I've got to admit, he's looking pretty buff. So if he jumped out of a cab looking like that, he's got massive arms, and it might be going down the action movie route. I think he's always going to have a cerebral edge to him, just given that Doctor Strange, Doctor Holmes, so he's the thinking woman's crumpet he even has the uh, affected name yeah so he's not just a pretty face or a uh, being able to figure out who the murderer is but he can take him down as well 
So it's uh, quite freaking cool. Hero 2, I've got that Black Panther Stuntman. I uh, pretty much copied a lot of what was in the original article that I found. I just changed a few things. I don't need, need to really read that all again. I jumped down through and gave the young lady a hug. And he said the recipients were crying when he gave them the money. Two of the offenders have been arrested and hopefully the rest are caught soon. In the meantime, people like Tony continue to restore her health in humanity. Yeah, so he saw this report on the news about a family being robbed and gave them a bunch of money. They cried the end. Uh, there is video footage of the family being robbed. It's, it's a pretty tough watch. One of the kids gets uh, knocked around as well. There's some talk there of a dispute around a petrol pump. So it might not have been a rob from the beginning. It's a robbery. Uh, it's been a long day. But uh, still quite. I, 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 I guess it was just a dispute and then it escalated into, well, screw them, let's beat them up and take their money while we're at it. So good to hear they caught at least two of them. Uh, number three was the Spider-Man in France, who's from Mali, and suddenly the next day he had a fireman's uh, job and a passport, and he met the president, or well, pretty sure it's the president of France, I just, I don't think they call them prime ministers there. That sounds like some good uh, trivia I need to work on, what they call the leader of each country. I think they're mostly presidents, if you go all up. That, that's probably the majority. I'll just read the last paragraph, because again, I did this last week. If it hadn't been all over world news and reported on heavily for days, I don't think I would have believed it, especially that fairy tale ending. Can you imagine Malcolm Turnbull giving a refugee a passport because he rescued a small child? I have a feeling there is a lot less red tape in Land of Cheese and Wine. Zeros, Bill Morrow, for blaming slow and overburdened internet services on gamers. Information Technology Professionals Association said that it's appalled at attempts by NBN's outgoing CEO to lay the blame for congestion right at the feet of gamers. I should have, uh, yeah, I already just reading that out loud dropped out a bunch of stuff for time. Um, and I've got to do that even when I'm editing it on text. Like I just leave too much in there. People have, don't have time for these details. Uh, he said the comments made by Morrow were misinformed, ill-conceived, and bordering on core foundation principles of the internet in terms of neutrality and independence. I don't really get the second half of that sentence, but if you read on, he tries to explain it. The whole concept of net neutrality is that one type of traffic should not be given preference over another. If today it's gamers who are throttled, next it might be something more political or commercial in motivation. See, that I always get confused by the neutrality thing when they pin it down like that, where, say, you might be able to pay a budget rate for just Facebook and YouTube and Netflix, but if you want to actually browse certain websites, you have to pay a premium, and most people are just going to stick with the basics. That really does, you know, that's, that's going to mess with the independence of the internet, and uh, it's going to turn it into a very boring place with a lot of independent thought or it, it'll really throttle not just what people can do and say and hear culture let's get it there let's go all the way hudson claimed that mbn itself even contradicts that gamers are the problem in a blog post where streaming 4k can use as much as seven gigabytes per hour and high quality audio audio streaming gets up to around 125 megs per hour so that's yeah basically saying that and I've got a lot of graph there that um, watching 4K Netflix, which I do a fair bit, it just shits all over the amount of data that you would use in a game. That mindset, 
just means gamers are unfairly targeted or have their ability to enjoy their hobby threatened by having speeds throttled. Just so, Bruce and Carol down the street can stream Netflix in all its glorious 4K perfection. Or because they didn't invent enough in infrastructure in the first place. So invest. Nice one, Bill. Zero two. It's a th- the Thorhammer thing. A group of what looked like accountants and mortgage brokers had a boozy night out in Melbourne's Molner, a Viking-themed bar and restaurant. All well and good, until one of these bright sparks decided it would be a good chuckle if you threw a jumper around the hammer and smuggled it out. See, I say around the hammer. Up to this point, I haven't mentioned a hammer. Had a bit more of an intro. The one tiny flaw in his plan he didn't consider was the power of the internet, which promptly plastered his face all over social media. Whilst he had to catch a plane home to Perth, whether he realised it might be hard to explain at the security scanner or knew the game was rumbled, he binned it in the Melbourne airport. A few days later, the now sober and hopefully very ashamed middle-aged man has handed himself into a Perth police station. Maybe next time a mate dares him to steal a priceless artefact, one of only two in the world and custom made by the prop master who worked on Lord of the Rings, he will think twice. That's a long... The prop master bit, that's in brackets. Uh, I don't know how to do that verbally. Zero three, the Instagram troll. That was the final straw on the camel's back for Kelly Marie Tran. The big news in pop culture was the Star Wars actress's decision to delete her Instagram account due to endless trolling from basement-dwelling mouth-breathers who couldn't think of anything more valuable to do with her time than harass Miss Tran. Once her film had opened in theatres, her Star Wars Wikipedia entry was vandalised with racist comments. Her name was changed to Ching Chong Wing Tong, and a fake quote was attributed to her character. Hail Hitler, and I don't know why I was casted in a good movie like Star Wars. Just a kind of like 10-year-olds let loose. And for some reason, the Ching Chong part was like asterisked, so you couldn't see it was an I and O, but it seems a bit pointless. Everyone knows what it's saying. After months of enduring racist and sexist comments from trolls, Tran deleted every photo on her Instagram page. Following in Daisy Ridley's footsteps, who deleted hers for similar reasons, she posted one sentence before hitting the big red button on her phone. Afraid, but doing it anyway. Uh, Ryan, sorry, Ryan Johnson and Mark Hamill were among the many of her friends and celebrities who tweeted in support. Let's see. A shot of uh, Mark Hamill uh, hugging Marie with a nice quote there. Get a life, nerds. We can't put it any better than the director himself. Done with this gin disin... Oh, I'm going to give him really thick Australian accent. So, Ryan Johnson is going full Russell Crowe. Or it's more... When I do it, I'm thinking uh, I'm probably channeling Thompson, Jack Thompson. Let's see how we go. Disingenuous bullshit. You know the difference between not liking a movie and hatefully harassing a woman so bad she has to get off social media? And you know which of those two we're talking about. On social media, a few unhealthy people can cast a big shadow on the wall. But over the past four years, I've met lots of real fellow SW fans. We like and dislike stuff, but we do it with humour, love and respect. We're the vast majority. We're having fun and doing just fine. So that was cool. Then there's a post, sorry, another tweet from Nicholas Levi. This is the fan base that drove Jake Lloyd insane, made Hayden Christensen quit acting, made George Lucas not want to make any more movies, made Daisy Ridley delete her Instagram, and recently made Kelly Marie Tran leave Instagram. I love Star Wars, but fuck the fans. 
Yes, and then you've even got a quote here from Rebel Force Radio contacting Lucasfilm for a statement about their creators attacking fans. I'll update everyone if I hear back. Yeah, it's wankers like that. Like, it's just... Obviously, it doesn't mean all fans. He's talking about the dickheads that uh, trolled Kelly. Um, and here's a few examples. Dion12. Is it creepy to hug a display case containing your friend's clothes? Asking for someone who does not understand social protocol. Yeah, so there's a shot of her um, hugging one of the co-stars uniforms that's in a, cl- in a glass case. It's absolutely nothing creepy about that at all. But that's pretty tame compared to what Media 4885 says. See, you're going to come up with a tr- Twitter name. At least you lose use something that you can pronounce. Just rolls off the tongue. So this guy says, You did a terrible job in Star Wars. Your presence ruined the entire movie. And that's not because you're an Asian actress. You're just bad. Josh Gray says, Your character is the worst. Why did you kiss Finn without consent? That is sexual harassment. Christ. So, of course, not all fans, but holy lightsabers, the loud minority that are absolute dicks. Seriously, guys, pull your head in. Until she feels comfortable again and jump on social media, we still have many more movies to enjoy her in. As long as she doesn't suffer the same fate as some actors from the earlier films who were typecast for decades after. Um, Obviously referencing Mark Hamill there, and there's a whole bunch from the prequels that didn't really do anything else. Obviously Natalie Portman was different, but she was kind of already a star in her own right, along with Ewan McGregor and uh, Jesus. There was quite a few celebrities that, that made it in through that unscathed. But anyone that was like an unknown, and it was their first movie, gee, I don't know how many of those that kept working. And she's good. I don't know why everyone's so mad about it. Let her do whatever she wants. In the meantime, there's been an awesome outpouring of love from the right sort of fans, many creating beautiful artwork like this in tribute to her character. I've got a few um, pictures of her in these awesome cartoon yeah just usually the character smiling or jumping around being powerful which is good Solo delights some critics but the ticket sales disappoint gee that's not much of a headline uh, Solo made an estimated 83 million blah 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 so I'm pretty sure I read all this last week given all the drama with fire directors concern about the stars acting reshoots and the fact that we already had a blockbuster heavy few months it was expected to struggle but not this much Creators have basically confirmed that the next two films in the series have been put on hiatus. It's more likely that the character will show up in cameo roles rather than helm his own film again. The pity is this author enjoyed the movie, but these days not even 80 million plus over three days. These days, even 80 million over three days isn't enough for a Star Wars movie. The numbers better rebound for the ninth installment of the saga proper. If not, then it's likely a huge shake-up will follow. I don't know how much more they could... what they would change, you know? Just... They would probably get rid of Ryan Johnson. I can't see them getting rid of JJ. I think he's the one behind number nine, Force Awakens. It was very of much of Hamara's to A New Hope, but they still had a good time. I don't know why everyone was so upset. Uh, and then I'll, I'll jump over to an article I pulled up that's more recent, from like the 10th. Uh, Solo tops John Carter and Lone Ranger. So it's just sort of saying, look, they didn't do as well as they wanted. It's not the worst movie uh, gross that they've had. Jurassic World has chomped the competition overseas, so that's out already. Well, I'm going to have to try and watch it with uh, Lewis, but the problem is only if once a fortnight, it's it's going to be tough 
because The Incredibles is out as well. Solo has become one of those relatively newfangled bombs which actually earns quite a bit worldwide, but costs so much that it turns out to be a huge loser anyway. So yes, Solo has earned more than The Lone Ranger and John Carter and the likes of Green Lantern, Jack the Giant Slayer and Battleship. But to see Solo pulling these kind of numbers is a little remarkable as for the first time Star Wars has joined the ranks of Ordinary Man. So, yeah. Because, you know, they had a few straight-to-TV things in the 80s, but they don't really count. They didn't have a chance to get put in the cinema. Talking about Deadpool then, and it goes off to uh, Adrift, which I've never even heard of. Book Club, it's generally just a wrap-up. Oh, wow, so even Mission Impossible is out already. The greatest movie, Quiet Place, has earned $324 million worldwide. I oh, know, so Fallout's not out yet. I don't know why they're saying it looks so good. It just looks like another Mission Impossible movie, which is fine, but I don't know where why they're pushing it towards Schindler's List. That might be some of their cute Forbes humour. Solo, it tops John Carter. That's uh, faint, being down with faint praise, that one. Back to the article. I think that's all I'm going to do tonight. Even though it's earlier than usual, I'm still suffering here. So is the cat. He's completely passed out. If you could see him. Pompey is just arms akimbo, totally snoring. The wound on her head, healing nicely. And so the next article, Happy Time Murders. Uh, Sesame Street's parent had tried to sue STX Entertainment, who is behind the Brian Henson-helmed Happy Time Murders. The complaint sought to get a temporary restraining order and ultimately a jury trial for the movie's No Sesame All Street tagline. All that just for a line in the trailer Jesus uh, the judge thankfully rejected that ruling in favour of the film and I only continued use of the slogan SGX responded with an odd way of cursing we fluffing love Sesame Street and we're obviously very pleased that the ruling reinforced what our intention was to honour the heritage of the Jim Henson Company's previous creations while drawing a clear distinction between any Muppets or Sesame Street characters and the new world Brian Henson and team created. We believe we accomplished that with a very straightforward No Sesame All Street tagline. We look forward to continued happy times as we prepare to release Happy Time Murder. I don't know if I'll catch that at the cinema because it'll probably be a bit adult for the child. It does look like fun. And I think the last article was about Vin Diesel, the Guardian star returned to Hunter College of the City University of New York nearly 30 years after he left the high school to chase Hollywood dreams. He's seen here proudly holding his honorary PhD. He also gave the school's commencement speech in front of nearly 2,000 lucky graduates at Radio City Music Hall. That's all for this fortnight. Till next time. So that's that article. CD Underworld of Movie Collectibles. I was going to talk about that, but it's freaking long. Like, it's a classic it's from the Hollywood Reporter, but it looks like the kind of thing you would read in the New Yorker or Slate or something like that. Like, it's a really good long article by Gary Baum. It's all about how movies have started cracking down on props and things. You used to be able to buy pretty much anything that was in the film. And these days, obviously, they're keeping a lot more things to the chest. And they're even apparently lacing costumes and the like with DNA and not telling anyone where hair discreetly threaded into costumes and things like that so that's kind of cool and that's a way to test the authenticity which is a good idea because obviously a lot of fakes would be 
not very difficult to come up with and would pollute the market. Uh, then you've got a Stephen Colbert video making fun of the fanboys that forced um, Kelly Marie off. I mean, personally, I'd, I would have hoped that she'd stood up to them, but it's her choice. She does what she wants to do. And uh, you just got to be a bit, I mean, all about free speech. And I had a run-in with a friend on social media about this because he joked about having to make a fifth Twitter account so he could keep trolling people. And one of his jokes that had gotten him into trouble was that she's making a new movie and it's all about her love of cake. And I was like, really, dude, fat shaming? You know, he's in his 40s, he's got kids. He should just, he's carrying on like a high schooler, basically. Mate, come on. And he's all like, well, I didn't say she was fat. You're the one making that connection. And I'm like, it's fairly obvious that's what he was pushing for. No worries there. You know, I've just got to let him do his thing and, and not rise to the bait because that's every attempt I made at sort of trying to get him to see how wrong he was. It just got deflected with terrible humour, like, hey, I must want people to suck my dick because I'm being such a white knight and things like that. And it's just... Yeah, it's very reductive in high school. So I just, as I don't want to be sounding too pretentious, but it's like, yeah, some people you just can't get through to them and you've got to just let it go. So that's what I did. I can't even see straight right now. I don't know where this tiredness came from. I didn't have a full whack last night. I was up a bit too late playing Grand Theft Auto. I've got it still on the screen right now. I should have been into Fallout given the announcement today, but once I start something and it's ready to pop like the Xbox all you have to do is hit that controller and it just there's no waiting PlayStation would often just once you turn it off you come back a day later you've got to wait for the whole thing to kick off again with this it's just bam you're playing it so as much as I'd put off getting an Xbox for a long time it's actually pretty good I had played through Grand Theft Auto on the PS4 as well just like Fallout, and even though it is an S, so they've put a bit more hardware into it, the graphics are just so much better. Um, plus, you know, I've got a newer TV since last I played it, and it was a few years ago, so my memories might be not, you know, they might be imperfect, but it's a joy to watch and, and cruise around and get lost in the world. And yeah, I've got to admit, if there was a kind of future where something like that Black Mirror episode, uh, San Junipero, existed I'd, and you had to pick one universe whether it's a film or a video game or anything I don't think I would go with Los Santos but it would be in the top five you would have to be able to go in as almost indestructible as you are you know in the game to make it fun uh, well like San Junipero they're pretty much immortal just kind of fly out of cars and bounce off the sand and go right let's go this Fallout's fun to play but gee living in that world would be pretty depressing you'd need to be able to dip in and out of other more interesting places a bit like ready player one really that would be the ultimate way to do it just flitting around through different universes um but you know you got to draw some like arbitrary lines in the sand and go to make it kind of a compelling question you know to give it stakes to be like look it has to be for eternity you're stuck in one particular world just to give that question a bit more weight and um to be honest i don't know what to go with there's a cool new game coming out it's not even like Fallout looks fun, but I'm a little sceptical because what I really wanted was Fallout 5, or at least a huge amount of DLC where you've got new characters and there's a lot of non-player characters to learn about. And, um, you know, like Far Harbor, but bigger. But with it all being online and the announcement about there not being any 
characters other than you and other players, yeah, it's a bit hard to see how much story there'll be. They might be just setting up a template for you to go in and, and battle people and maybe explore on your own if you want to, but not have so much story. So we'll see how that goes. I'm hoping they still leave a fair bit of story in there because that's all more traditional players and more about that. Getting people together online will be fun, but you know, to, to make time for it and to coordinate it, it's not always the most easy thing. Like you're just playing the Switch with my mate. We did it the other night, two of us, and then another friend jumped in playing Mario Kart even that was fraught with difficulty we couldn't work out how to get the voice thing working played a couple of the games and yeah I just had to pass out wow I'm just getting that weird thing where my eyes and face basically go numb for a few seconds so I think that's a sign where are we at well it's just over half an hour so that'll have to do make them nice and sweet I don't know if they're short and sweet but at least they're short. You've got that. I will just check the headlines quickly uh, to see what's going on in my world. 2018. God, already. Uh, I'm not going to go to Reddit because that that's a rabbit hole. I will go to the abc.net. For 10 years plus, at least 10 years, City Morning Herald was my go-to. No longer. That paywall, it just kills it. Five clicks and you're out. Thank God for independent government-funded news media. Here we go. As long as government's still giving him any money uh, it's a lot of stuff about trump and trudeau from a special relationship to a special place in hell so yeah they've they've really just well it's pretty much trump this has been a total schoolyard bully about the whole thing and uh, the american media is essentially worrying about his mental health like is he literally insane um, which i don't think is a new thing but it's just picking up some pace hopefully it goes somewhere maybe he'll get thrown in a um, sanitarium somewhere. That would be a, a uh, nice turn of events. I can't see it happening, though. The office of the president is just way too... Uh, it doesn't get much more holier than now than that. So they're going to you know, circle the wagons. Pot of gold found in French house slated for demolition. See, you can't make this up. It's always France with these crazy, like, nursery rhyme-style things, like French gendarmes. Say so workers paid to demolish a house in Brittany and 600 gold coins in the cellar. They were Belgian, dated 1870, and bore the face of the then reigning king of Belgium, Leopold II. That guy was a piece of work. Uh, the gendarmerie said the workers reported the discovery and the treasure has been put under lock and key until more information is unearthed about its provenance. So they reckon it's worth over 100,000 euros or 150 grand. So they keep finding these coins all over, all over Europe, apparently. 2015, uh, amateur archaeologists discovered a hoard of gold in southern Germany. Uh, or estimated to be worth more than 65 grand. They were found underneath a tree. How did you come across those, buddy? Well done. The fact the coins were buried suggested they had been stolen. 2014, three men who had been working on a house in Normandy discovered a trove of gold bars and coins hidden in jars. Why are you checking jars? They dated from 1924 and were estimated to be worth more than $1.3 million. Rather than alert the owner, the men stole the treasure and sold it to a coin collector. They were later caught and charged after tax officials noticed one of the men depositing high-value checks. Uh, it's like something out of a Tintin comic. France is cute. Uh, so where are we? That's kind of the main. I like to go to like the Justin 
stuff because that makes it more um, newsy you know that's that's why it's called news it's brand new that's what what i worry about my beyond the con like once it's been a week or two no one's going to read it it dates pretty quickly possibly the same with the podcast um but yeah i'll run through this stuff anyway it's right in front of me what chocolate biscuits tell us about kim jong-un's motivations really that's that's some clickbait right there come on abc man allegedly groomed a 13 year old girl he met on a gaming app new south wales man 46 is grooming a 13 year old girl through texts what which app this could be news for the um 31,000 exchanges wow she had a lot of spare time so did he what's he doing so the girl's father contacted the police after noticing a rise in their internet usage in April. Ah, is that all it took? She's not, you know, this is why parents should really be a bit more proactive with uh, what their kids are doing online. You know, just, I'm, not, I'm not talking about snooping, but you know, just talking to them and making sure everything's all right. No, no one's feeling pressured. Yeah, they don't mention the app, so that kind of kills any article. They can't make fun of the app. I, I suppose that would be not slander, but be a bit unfair on the app itself to muddy the their name. And ABC generally doesn't like to mention brand names. Goat production booming with mohair in high global demand and short supply. Well, there you go. If I ever pick up sticks and just go live in the bush, I'll uh, start living with goats. They'll bring in the. They'll pay the rent. So that's all I can really find. That wait, what? Guide dog puppies been put behind bars oh more clickbait because then look young men in jail are training guide dogs in a program that says changing their lives you cheeky bugger we will sign off i hope you've had a good week i hope my week does improve i will at some point go to the gym go to jiu-jitsu and twice just go for one run please i had a chance this afternoon I did end up doing some mildly productive things like put out the bins, take almost a recycling prospect, I believe it is, where they've got a Woolies. I got about $20 worth of uh, bottles, which is like, I mean, even if you buy a box of cans, like 30 cans for $20 or whatever it is, that's a $3 cashback, which doesn't sound like much. And that's because it isn't. <laughs> but you know, I just can't, even if it's 10 cents, I'm so cheap, I can't just throw it in the bin. So after a couple of weeks, I bring it all down, wait in line, and uh, get my voucher. And then spend way too much money on, like, bakery supplies and terrible-tasting Woolworth donuts. And, uh, you know, when it comes to breakfast on the road at 6 in the morning, beggars can't be choosers. So I do plan ahead in that way. Speaking of which, I am up rather early tomorrow, Tuesday. Today did feel like a Sunday, but I did remember that this was going to happen. So yeah, tomorrow, back to business as usual, I guess. Uh, hopefully still rather light. A lot of places took a four-day weekend. So I've just got the quarry crushy place met and uh, a couple of other small jobs so and then of course we've got a training meeting at the office at one o'clock or something like that and uh, as usual sandwiches from Costco so be looking forward to that <laughs> you know last good one that's a highlight anyway so that will end the podcast thank you for listening have a solid week good night mm-hmm.